and down a tree Yes, I saw two little monkeys Playing up and down in a tree One said to the other Come on, let's make who be Listen, mama I know when you're hanging round Yes, I know, pretty mama When you are hanging around Cause I don't see no fire But I'm burning down The
Get in the Lord, fix my supper, let me go to bed. I've been drinking white lightning, it's gone to my head. program opened up this week with uh, Jimmy Rogers and Let Me Be Your Sidetrack. Then we heard Cannons, Jug Stompers, and they did uh, Viola Lee Blues. I'm your Codger here on WFMU every Thursday for an hour. Well, look, look, as mentioned last week, the WFMU fundraiser that went on uh, for two weeks, you may remember it, uh, it was in March, it was very successful. For me, I asked listeners to mail donations directly to my bunker in East Orange on, on Springdale Avenue. The number of checks made payable to me was enormous and raw cash as well. <laughs> the mailman, maybe it was a male woman, I couldn't tell. Anyway, he or she needed help because the sacks of mail containing donations were so heavy. It took three postal delivery trucks to deliver all the envelopes with the, with the, with the loot. And, uh, well, Lodabelle Pancake, my assistant, and uh, Red Butler, my buddy, helped me open all the envelopes. Uh, poor Red is not good at the simple task of opening envelopes. He, he, got, all the, he got so many paper cuts. Ah, uh, but a few extra nips of sly weasel bourbon alleviated his pain. Anyway, so much cash is stuffed under my mattress. M- my, my new mattress as paid for with the listener donations. There's so much cash under there, I, I can't sleep on it. So I, every night I have to collapse on the couch. Well, anyway, after we got this influx of, what do you want to call it, Re- revenue, <laughs> revenue, uh, we were trying to decide what to spend it on. Well, after speaking with Rummy Del Barton, who's a great impresario, of course, and also talking to my new financial advisor, Booker T. Bodenheim, <laughs> we came up with an idea for one of those uh, SPACs, Special Purpose Acquisition Companies. We are forming a consortium, the three of us, and we plan to use the money that was collected, are you ready, to buy WFMU, (laughs) to acquire it for a special purpose. You know, it's no secret that WFMU is a failed enterprise. The DJs here, they give bottom feeders a bad name. That's why they have to ask listeners for money all the time, because they don't know how to manage a business. It's something that hippies just have no talent for. Plus, it's hard to run a successful operation when the product you offer is so unappealing. And in WFMU's case, it's the programming, the degrading music that they play most of the week. WFMU is, how can I put this? It's unwholesome. It's pathological. What Fabio plays is typical of this diseased culture. Where is it written that music should be unpleasant? Life is. In fact, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services has declared publicly that a good deal of the programming on WFMU constitutes a choking hazard. Well, this consortium, me, Rummy, and uh, BTB, uh, we are crafting an offer to acquire WFMU for, for a special purpose. That special purpose is to turn WFMU into a smooth music format. And by smooth music, I, I, I mean Fats Waller, Ukulele Ike, Ruth Edding, Billy Holiday, you know, smooth. As soon, as soon as we determine the value of the station, it, it has to be appraised, uh, and preferably by someone who understands the definition of the quality known as overrated. It really should be so cheap. Ah, uh, so uh, we're going to, the consortium, we're going to reach out to Ken Friedman and his lackeys and his toadies with our proposal, and we will, we will consummate this deal. You stay tuned. Uh, we should have some news on this monumental undertaking next week. All uh, right, now let's uh, get back to the great music. Here's uh, Gene Starr and Lana Hyams, the All-Stars, on the Old Codger Show, exclusively on 78 RPM Discs. <laughs> ¶¶ 
Thank you. 
in that set of music. We heard from, uh, first we heard Gene Starr and Lana Himes. They're, they're all stars with seven riffs with the right women. Then Boots and his buddies. I've been ignoring Boots and his buddies. We're going to be playing a lot more of them in the next few shows. We heard Rose Room from Boots and his buddies. Uh, Sidney Phillips and his orchestra gave us message from Mars. And then uh, the great Earl Father Hines with Down Among the Sheltering Palms. Old kinds of show here on WFMU. You know, these days, everyone is talking about vaccines. Vaccines are, are very much in vogue. Everybody wants one. Some people want more than one. Personally speaking, I don't need them. I have a, I have a natural immunity to all poxes and pandemics. <laughs> Those viruses come around. They take one look at who they're dealing with, and they go away. And they warn their relatives, steer clear of that guy with the 78 RPM records and Dorenzo Malario cigar who relaxes into Pouton Shanty in East Orange. He's... He's uninfectable. He's a badass. That's what they say. And they leave. And they never come back. Well, I was on the phone recently with Remy Delbarton about the current vaccine craze. It's the, it's the biggest vaccine craze in years. One of the biggest vaccine crazes in my lifetime. Well, and it's about time. Popular vaccines uh, occur in cycles. And I think we were overdue. Well, but anyway, so Rummy Del Barton said he didn't want to miss getting a piece of the action. That's Rummy. So he, Rummy instructed uh, the chemists at Del Barton Labs to get on it. And they did. They put on their, their white lab coats. They adjusted their microscopes. And they lit their Bunsen burners. And they lit their Lucky Strikes. Because their smoking isn't just permitted at Del Barton Labs. It's, it's encouraged. They feel it helps stimulate productivity. Well, it didn't take long. The geniuses at the lab have developed the Del Barton Breakthrough Vaccine. It, and it's ready for rollout. Now, here's Gus Bodenheim with all the details on this breakthrough vaccine. D did I mention it's uh, not just new and exciting, it's also it's a breakthrough? Here at Del Barton Labs, it's cleanup time. Almost daily here, these scientists in white cloaks and real latex gloves meticulously sanitize nearly every nook and many crannies of the already pretty clean premises to ensure pristine science-type sterilescence as they ready a new batch of a breakthrough prophylactic injectable. I'm Gus Bodenheim, introducing you to the Del Barton vaccine. The breakthrough Del Barton vaccine supports wellness and in controlled studies has proven arguably more effective than placebo in containing, circumscribing, and contradicting all ad hominem symptoms of 12 count 12 different and distinct pathogenic nuisances. This breakthrough treatment will seek and destroy pandemics, epizootics, hemi-semidemics, whoopsie-daisies, and weird bugs going around. And it comes in five delicious flavors. Sriracha, pumpkin spice, chipotle, salted caramel, Chicago deep dish, and Texas barbecue. Yes, that was a sixth flavor. Another breakthrough coming at you hot and heavy. AstraZeneca, inauthentica. Pfizer, forget it. Moderna, obsoleta. If a cutting-edge breakthrough is what you need and who isn't, think Del Barton. Packed to the gills with the same heavy-duty chemicals and compounds used for decades by the Nobel Prize-winning scientists you've come to trust. Triple distilled to reduce toxicity with little to no backlash and second-guessing. Live a little, take a chance on health, and insist on the two-session Del Barton vaccine by name and do an end run around Big Pharma. A little jab will do ya.
Slim. If you go along with me, Mr. Houseman, I declare to be too tight, Jim. Mr. Houseman, Mr. Houseman, why don't you pass that whiskey around? something too. Well, they wasn't talking to me. I just had to be standing around and heard. said that Salty said, but Salty didn't say where she got it. They come around and said that uh, it was really a mess, so I'm going to say just too much about it, because I only heard, you know. Yeah, I heard.
On the wonderful music we just heard, we started out with Teddy Wilson. On the piano with the blues in C-sharp minor. Then Sonny Land Slim and his pals with No Whiskey Blues. And finally Don Redman and his orchestra with I Heard. This is the old codger on WFMU. Well, I, I saw my doctor again uh, last week. And today I got the results of my blood test. It's red. And it's hot. Here at the, here at the Patton Shanty, where we broadcast from uh, the old Codger radio show every week, I was still going through the listener mailbag. As mentioned last week, every letter that is accompanied by a check made payable to me. It was a fundraiser. It's still going on as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, the check's got to be made payable to me. Or you can send cash. Anyway, if you, if you send a check or cash, your letter will be read. Lola Bell Pancake, my assistant, is drafting a form letter that we can send in response to every contributor. Uh, it will include an autographed photo of me. Uh, it was taken into shanty recently by famed camerawoman Margaret Bork Bodenheim. And uh, with the photo, you'll get a small Ziploc pouch of some uh, 78 RPM shellac dust extracted from the grooves of a Lucille Bogan platter. Uh, careful, that powder is dynamite. Now, the form letter, Lodabelle, is, is not coming along. Sadly, Lodabelle has had writer's block this past week. Uh, one big reason is that she misplaced her radio helmet, and without it, she can't think clearly. Now, I'd, now, I'd buy her a new one, but there isn't one. She had the prototype. It was designed by Del Barton Couture. Uh, the consumer version of the radio helmet was never completed, so it never reached the market. Uh, so there are no other radio helmets, which is which is why when listeners compliment Lodabelle on the radio helmet and they ask her, hey, where can I buy one of those? The answer always is, forget it. Anyway, back to the mailbag. So one listener wrote, uh, Dear Codger, your show is hilarious. I was listening on my phone. Really? I laughed so hard, I coughed blood all over the person standing in line next to me at the supermarket. Signed, Tony. Tony, you think my show is funny? You think I'm some sort of comedian? To you, the program is a joke? Oh, and you listen on your phone? Do, do people call you over your radio? Do you understand, Tony, how your toys work? Look, I'm going to refrain from further insults to Tony because uh, Tony did send a nice check and he spelled my name correctly on the check. So I'll look for a response coming your way, Tony, in the mail soon. Don't snort the 78 shellac dust. It's not what your adult brain probably thinks it is. And now, in the program. Flip the Frog is off this week. Instead, we have a soundtrack from a major motion picture starring Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Now, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was very popular in movie theaters for about uh, ten minutes before he was supplanted in the hearts of movie-going Americans by Flip the Frog. That's great, isn't it? <laughs> Even though I'm not airing a soundtrack from one of his major motion pictures this week, I still get to say Flip the Frog a bunch of times. It, it really doesn't work with uh, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Eh, I'll need to work on my delivery. Anyway, here's the soundtrack.
with a right to the chin, left to the stomach. They're in a clinch. They're out of it. He's up. He's down. He's up. He's down. He's up. What a man.
punch that bag as if you're punching your opponent's head. Skip around, it might rebound and knock you out instead. Keep fit, now bend the knees, don't sit. Be careful, please, you'll split. Your do-re-me's, whatever you do, keep fit. Keep fit, up on your toes, that's it. Each movement shows your bit of muscle growth, whatever you do, keep fit. Now skip, an hour or more, don't slip Across the floor into the pub next door Whatever you do, keep it Punch that bag as if you're punching your opponent's head Skip around, it might rebound and knock you out instead Keep it, you're doing swell, pull up That big dumbbell pull up Your shorts as well, whatever you do, keep it Keep it, dodging and out, swing left and writes about each hit, a mighty cloud, whatever you do, keep fit. You call at your girl's flat, just call to have a chat, that's all. You stop at that, whatever you do, keep fit. Punch that bag as if you're punching your opponent's head. Skip around, it might rebound and knock you out instead. No place like bed at all in case. You hear love's call your face, turn to the wall, whatever you do, keep fit. Thank you. 
this week's show is coming to a close. Well, we finished up the, the set, actually opened up with Oswald, the Lucky Rabbit, uh, the soundtrack of the 1931 major motion picture, Radio Rhythm. After that was George Farnby, and he sang a song called Keep Fit. The Mouth Organ Singers did uh, Step It Out. Then we heard a great duet, Stop Smith on the violin, and Robert Crumb on the piano. It was called Fugue in Swing. It was recorded on a lacquer disc at uh, West 46th Street, New York, in uh, October 1944. And finally, uh, we, we close out the program with Red Norvo and his orchestra and El Rojo. Well, this is Courtney T. Edison, the old codger. Next week, I'll be back. Next week, we promise to have an update on the consortium's plan. That's the consortium uh, being me, Remy Delbarton, and Booker T. Bodenheim, and our plan to buy WFMU and put it out of its misery once and for all, and and turn it into something listenable and lucrative. We will be making WFMU an offer that no sane organization could refuse. Uh, yes, I realize what I just said, a, a sentence in which the words WFMU and sane were mentioned, but it always is with an intervening negative. Anyway, just because the odds are against us does not mean we won't prevail. I, I think Ken Friedman is out of options. Also on next week's show, we will reveal that the rumored John Philip Sousa revival will not happen anytime soon. And finally, on next week's show, we will teach you how to clean up grimy 78 RPM records using just four things. A screwdriver, paint thinner, a blowtorch, and paid-up medical insurance. This is a WFMU East Orange, WMFU, Mount Hope, in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM and online at WFMU.org. I'm the old codger. I'm not the father of old-time radio, just a sperm donor. It's finished. My poor dear boy. And that's why you don't want to hear the music anymore. Because it reminds you of things you'd rather forget. Yes. Welcome uh, to the Don Bourgeoisie Success in Real Estate Sales Be the House album. Now, I've never done anything like this before, made this sort of talk available. It's the sort of talk I give to other real estate agents or internationally, sometimes just known as a state agents. When we say a state, though, in the United States, we think of the possessions of the dead. And aren't really our human souls the possessions of the living? And our bodies a sort of house. And so I believe that where we live is sacred. Sometimes that space is literally sacred, like if you live in an old church. Now, I've sold lots of old churches to hippie couples. I don't say that in a bad way. Beautiful, wonderful, warm, creative hippie couples who see that church and think, this is something else. I've seen spaces where I've said, hey, this is a refrigerator repair storefront. But they look at it and they go, no, it's a loft or some other creative living space. And just maybe conversely, I've sold houses to people who have later gone on to illegally turn them into churches. And you're not supposed to do that. <clears throat> if you want to meet in a religious way, it's best that you 
advertise that and have a public, either a storefront or some freestanding structure, like a Quonset hut. And maybe you could get the congregants together to paint a mural on it to make it look less industrial and sterile. Now, something that helped me become a good seller of houses or real estate in general. What is an unreal estate? I'm not being a cute comedian. You don't have to be cute to be a comedian. I mean flippant. I'm not being comic on purpose. Oh, it'd be wonderful. I was inadvertently comic. A lot of times being funny is a great way to make a sale, but you're never sure of the sense of humor of the buyer. It can really backfire. You think you're being funny, and they look at you as if you've insulted their god. And maybe you have, literally. You don't know. So err on the side of whimsy, perhaps. Be whimsical. Show up in a hat that's an unconventional color, but not so much it's going to create confusion and think, what is this, a wizard that's trying to sell us a house? No. It's a very conventional person who doesn't mess around. So when we come down to brass tacks, if there's any involved, after the home inspection, sometimes that'll happen. Home inspector will say, this place is great, save for about five brass tacks. And then they'll, we'll negotiate, say, how about four brass tacks? Say, yes, because I'm tough. And then the, the fifth tack, what we'll do there is we'll get them to, to bend on something else. We'll get them to bend on their budget, so they're budging and bending. Now, that's another chapter, budging and bending. I'm going to start at the very beginning, though, with what any real estate agent, or as we referred to before, a state agent, or anybody who wants to sell property that's not, not property like someone's old switch plates that have Jesus or the flag on them, something you might sell at the flea market. I mean, what they call real property, which is like a house or a, a tent. Not a permanent tent, though. Let's say you have a novelty restaurant called Mash Potatoes, and it's spelled like the show. And you say the theme is both the Korean War and, uh, and uh, taters. And we've, we've mixed them together. So you've got... The, the tubers and the horrible human crisis, and they're all all together there in the in the in the human consciousness. When I was a child, my grandparents would take me to a restaurant that was called the Something Air Squadron, 409 or some compelling number, and uh, we would go there. It wasn't 666, Era Squadron. And we would go there and they would have, the theme was Air War or something like that. But gosh darn it, they had a fine cheddar cheese soup. And I had never seen this before. And as a young man, it impressed me. They had Laurel and Hardy shorts playing on television sets, which hung from the ceiling. Now, normally, television sets would infuriate my grandfather, who didn't believe in watching television while you ate. He would say, uh, eating is just eating. When you're eating, just do that. You don't do it in the toilet. You don't do it in the living room in front of the television set. You can do it poolside with lots of rules. So there's exceptions, but not very many. When you sit down to do something, I, I do it. Now, when I sit down to sell real estate, step one, I'm going to get to step we say, that was all the introduction. Hey, take a look at the record. It hasn't gone very far. Your voice, Don, it soothes me. Almost to the point where I have to sit down. Start out sitting down. When I concentrate and I'm working in the office, I often sit down. I have to stand up sometimes so that I don't get leg blood clots. Now, I believe this happened to President Nixon. Uh, I don't know if his real estate experience was, but maybe it was informed by phlebitis. Now I begin by sitting down, and one of the first steps I think about is how do I appear 
to a potential client. To sell a house, you have to sell it to someone. It's not enough to put the house on the market. Sometimes people say, I'm going to put the house on the market to test the waters. Now, you test the waters with your bare feet or your hands or some other part of your anatomy that's sensitive and that you trust. But I wouldn't test the waters with your house sales unless you intend to vacate the premises and turn the keys over to a new owner. Now, who would that be? So I don't want to sell to just anyone. For instance, 